Come with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Oh, that's strong coffee. <laughs> That'll put hair on my chest. <laughs> Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Ghost Chronicles Morning, morning Edition. That's yeah. what it is. Um, I am Ron Kolick, your host, the gatekeeper around with the unknown, the unexplained, the unbelievable. La -dee -da -dee -da -dee -da. And with me, the man who knows it all, the man who keeps it going, Mr. Lou Blasi, the professor. All right. So is it strong because it's um, strong? It's been around for a long time, or is it strong because no, they I made think it's it just strong? Yeah. Probably could have used a little cream or more cream or whatever. That's no big deal. Got to change the camera. I can handle it. Yeah, so, do you have hair, chest hair? Chest hair? Yeah. Little, a little. A little. That's what I get. I Why? Know. Do you like it? Do I like it? Yeah. Um, almost completely indifferent about it. Huh. Okay, yeah. just curious. What about uh, back? That's here? the most thought I've ever given. What about back here? I'm guessing I have some. I don't really know. Yeah. Any thought on that? Nope, totally indifferent. I don't like back here. I am what I am, Ron. Oh, I know what we all are, are what we are, you know. So do you have to deal with it because you don't like it? In other words, do you shave your back? When Jen does my hair, she'll shave my, my back, yeah. The back, the whole back, or like the back of your neck? I don't have that much. Okay. I just don't want any. Okay. Same with my chest. I don't want hair on my chest. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. It's not that I'm a bodybuilder or anything. You know, I don't oil myself. I would be... I would be fine without it, but I wouldn't put the effort in to remove it. It's not like Plus, put, listen, it's I wear, not like I put in a lot of effort. <laughs> I wear a beard. How much do you think I like shaving? I'm it's not going to go. I hate shaving. It's the whole reason I have a beard. Luckily, luckily I don't, I don't, like I don't, I don't, my beard doesn't grow that fast. Yeah. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. I can go, uh, uh, you know, if I can get away with it, I'll, I'll shave once a week for church. <laughs> that's really? It. Yeah. Can, uh, uh, wait a minute. A church or Saturday night. <laughs> yeah. Depending which comes first. <laughs> <laughs> well, usually Saturday night, but well, yeah. <laughs> so you can go a week without shaving? Yeah, pretty oh, much. Wow. Okay. I mean, I got I'll I'll be like uh, you know, it'll be you'll see it, it'll be a, like a stubble. Yep. Uh, but yeah. It's so I mean, I don't know. Whatever. You're at the point in your life where you could just grow the beard, couldn't you? Just for the fun of it? Oh, yeah. No. It's like my hair, you know, I would cut most of what's left up there off, but she wants it so she she cuts it so she can do whatever she wants with it i just allow her carte blanche i've wanted to do i am i am her clay she can mold me gotcha i hear you yeah i've wanted over the years to do a goatee or variant variant variations with the beard but no i've people, had mustaches. people generally frown upon that had mustaches yeah when in the I 70s a, i had a big porn mustache in the 70s in the 70s yeah sure sure yeah I gotta find a picture of that. I've been looking for that. Very few guys can pull off a mustache these days. Yeah. Just a mustache. Yeah, well, it depends. Some of them are cool, some of them are yeah. not. But whatever. Do the little twirly one? The... No, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so, Tim. <laughs> uh, right was, now, I'm what just was resisting... the reference? What was the reference to that? What? I don't think so, Tim. Oh, that was uh, Tool Tap. There you go. Love that show. I did too. I've got all their shirts. Right oh, now, I'm resisting hair coloring. I'm supposed to be coloring my oh, hair. Oh, screw but, that. Yeah. That's, that's like, wicked. I mean, you can take care of yourself. Yeah. You know, I mean, whatever. But I don't know. 
I mean, not like dyeing it completely brown or something, but just why darkening you, you it look a little decent bit. With it. I mean, you got to respect for who you are. You know, I mean, it's like, what, what are you trying to do? I mean, yeah. you're trying to. I don't know. You no, know, my Jan wants it. So you, oh, you well, there you go. Resistance. Okay, yeah. I'm not. I have. I have no problem. I have with no. That. I have no problem doing. No problem with I mean, that, I, Lou. I don't. I'm not looking for it. Yep. No problem with that, Lou. If yeah. she didn't want it, Jane gets it. Is <laughs> that Lulu wants? Lulu gets. Yeah. Anyway. So, anyways, this is dedicated to the one I love. Yeah. And this is a show for Lou. Oh. <laughs> really? Yes. Okay. Uh, it, many of you know that, uh, or maybe maybe you don't know, uh, Lou has a sports show on Sirius Radio, right? Yeah, I do. What was it? What is it? And where uh, is it? And it's the uh, Fantastics Insider Baseball Show. What's it called? The Fantastics Insider Baseball Show. Oh, Fantastics! I like the, that. I see. That's a little. Uh, it's the company I work yeah. for, so it's the name. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh -huh. And well, the that, website that, is insiderbaseball.com. Yes. Insiderbaseball.com. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So did you pick the Red Sox? <laughs> no, I did not. <laughs> Thank God. And chances are they're going to end up exactly where I finished them. Oh, good. That would be cool. Pick them finishing. Yeah. The way things are going right at the moment. Yeah. Anyway, yep. so yeah, so check them, check out Lou's show on uh, Sirius Radio. And uh, is it, I don't, I don't know anything about Sirius Radio. Is it on like a special time or, or is it like on demand or I no, don't know how it works? No, it's, it's live. It's live radio and it's uh, Saturdays and Sundays, 10 to 1 Eastern. 10 to 1. Well, three hours. Yep. You have a co host? Yep. Oh, that's cool. uh, a rotation of co hosts. Okay. I'm there every week, but we've got some other writers from the site that come on. Oh, cool. Wow, so there you go. We got quite a crew. We got uh, there's there's me, there's the co-host, there's um so a do have a co -host. producer and well, the co-host yeah. among that rotation. Yeah. The producer, the associate producer. So there's at least four of us. So it's, show. it's bigger than our show, huh? <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> I don't really know. They don't tell us the numbers, but <laughs> No, I mean production-wise. Oh yeah. <laughs> bigger than this show, yes. Well, there's three of you. You, yourself, and I. Yeah, yeah. it's true. <laughs> or whatever it is. No, there's me, the producer, me, the engineer, and me, the co-host. Help. Co-host. Co-host. I yeah, co-host. Okay. I co-host you. Okay. I co-hosted you. Excellent. Yeah, that's another thing. Like, you know, Ian and uh, and uh, Steve and other people I've had on the show, you know, they always try to steal the name host. I said, no. <laughs> You're co-host. Co-host. You're a co-host. No, I'm host <laughs> sorry yep. i was here before you <laughs> but anyway all right so sports now i i've got this great book and i just absolutely by the way it. xm87 yes. which is the channel uh sirius xm fantasy sports radio yeah. people snicker at it but right now during the football season it's a top five serious channel is it really yes it is well nfl fantasy is king everybody loves yeah, everybody, nfl yeah, fantasy did you ever dig into during that? the football season Serious fantasy sports radio is a top five channel. Did you ever dip into fantasy football? Oh, of course, yeah. Yeah. Love it. I used to play for a while and then I got bored with it. So yeah, I had a, an account with uh Fandle and had that for years. And oh, are you talking DFS or fantasy? Daily fantasy sports? Oh, or daily, daily. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, I do daily. But now I'm because uh New Hampshire legalized sports betting, I'm doing much more sports betting. All right. Hit oh, a fourteen parlay yesterday, actually. Oh, sweet! And I, I, I miss racing. Uh, you used to do well at it too. Mm. Horse racing? Yeah, yeah. I miss it really a lot. My, yeah. my Jan's into it. I, I miss. We should go sometime. If the, is there any tracks left? No, uh, not locally. Uh, yeah, it sucks. 
I heard they're supposed to make uh, something down somewhere. They're redoing that track. You should, if you enjoy it, you should take Jan out to Saratoga, New York. I know. Screw that. I don't want to go to, to my bucket list is the Kentucky Derby. Oh yeah, that'd be yeah. great. I want to wear. I mean, I want you to wear the stupid hat and everything. So yep, Saratoga. Well, Saratoga's got a couple couple races with the hats. And yeah, I know. Too. I know. It's a beautiful town, and right. the the track. There's two I've been up that way. There's two tracks in town. The older track was 50 years old the day Fenway Park opened. Wow! And it's still up yeah. and running. It's beautiful. Beautiful. I miss, old miss Rockingham so much. I really do. Yeah. Anyway, so um, yeah. Okay, so horse racing. We did that. Yep. So I wanted to look in, and this is, uh, a lot of these you'll know. Okay, okay so yep. um, I, I, do you want me to read the whole thing, or you just want to jump in on them? I'm not sure what we're doing, but. Yeah. Well, these I've, I've got uh, 10 spookiest sports curses. Oh, okay, great. So, I mean, that you like I said. I bet I, I know one of them. And, and it's the first one. I bet I know two of them, actually. All right. Uh, the Cubs one and the Red Sox one. It's the Red Sox one's the first one. Mm -hmm. Curse of the Bambino. Yep. Okay. Should I read it or not? That's the yeah, question. Sure. And perhaps the most famous sports curses of all. I kind of agree with that. Most famous? Yes. That's yes, most famous. Yeah. The Boston Red Sox decision to sell Babe Ruth to the Yankees in 1920 brought down the 83-year-old championship. Uh, wait a minute. 83-year-old championship drought started again. To New York team. It brought down... Wait a minute. Brought, oh, yeah. It brought the, uh, yeah, for 83 years. Mm -hmm. Okay. So into New York. Yeah. Uh, before the trade, the Red Sox won five World Series. The Yankees won none. Mm -hmm. From the uh, trade in 1920 to 2003. Wow. He's around that long. Oh, no, no. They no. just, no. <laughs> what the hell? The Yankees have won how many? From 1920 to 2003. I'm going to say at that point, they were at uh, 25. 26. 26, yeah. That's better than I would have done. Yep. And the Red Sox have won since up to 2003. Zero. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> since then, they've done much better. Anyways, uh, the curse's reputation was enhanced by the Red Sox repeatedly coming close to winning to the title and then falling short. Yep. The team that uh, made four World Series appearance, the 1946 67. Mm -hmm. My lovely, beloved 60, 17, 75, and 86. Yep. Each went the full Ugh. seven games. All brutal. Yeah, they were. And in 1986, Red Sox were one out away. Oh, let me see. They were one strike away. Mm, yeah, I remember. Let's see. 86, that wouldn't have anything to do with Buckner. Would. Yeah, it would. Yeah. <laughs> you know where you were, don't you? Yeah. I know where I was. It's one of those moments in your life you can remember. I followed Red Sox back then. When yeah. You were losing every week. <laughs> But that's one of those moments where you can remember exactly what was what you were doing at that time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Bill Buckner. God, what a curse that was. The rest of his life. <laughs> Anyways, um, so I guess let's see, uh, in 1986, the, uh, the Red Sox were one out away from winning the series in six games when the tie-in run scored on a wild pitch following Mookie. Wilson's ground ball through the legs of Bill Buckner yep. to put the Yankees ahead. In game seven, the Red Sox took an early lead, 3-0, only to blow it and lose 8-5. Yeah, that's right. But the curse of the Bambino ended in 2004. I'll say this, this is after yep. that. When the Red Sox finally beat the Yankees in the American League Championship game, despite 
losing the first. That was uh, that was an interesting series. It's a great series. Yeah, after they lost the three games. Then they swept the St. Louis Cardinals, and I remember them very well because they cursed the Sox back then, too. Yep. Red Sox uh, and won another series in 2007 with the sweep of the who? Colorado what? Rockies. Yeah. I know. All right. So you know all about that. Like I yep. said, I think that is probably the most famous. It's the most famous. Yeah. It's complete another bunk, but it's. Oh, right there. <laughs> you, wait a minute. Why do you call it complete and out of bunk? You, because isn't it based they, they on statistics? They didn't lose based on a curse. They lost based on well, losing. Well, well, I mean, statistically, well, it's proven that it is a curse. How do you prove a curse statistically? Because ever since they traded them, they didn't win. The Yankees won. Yeah, but what happened in 2004? They broke the curse. <laughs> okay. Whatever that means. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> By the way, I did a book signing once at um, at the Garden in the Sports Museum. The Garden. At the Garden in the Sports Museum. It was an event down there, and we had a person. Is that the old Garden or the New Garden? The New Garden. Oh, okay. The middle ring, one of the middle rings is the Sports Museum now. Yeah. And it's great. But um, uh, a guy who appeared with us had the two checks that um, Harry Frizzy received from the Yankees for Babe Ruth. Really? Endorsed by by uh, Rupert and endorsed by Frizzee, signed by Rupert, the two checks. And it's just holding those in the hand. It was the most incredible thing. It was just like... Isn't that cool? Oh, yeah. that type of history where these were the two checks. It wasn't like a story. It was like, God, I'm holding the check in my hand. That's but right. That, that's right. When Schilling got all that crap about the, the, the war. Memorabilia. Oh, that's just... Yeah. That's you know, it's like... Idiotic. It, it's like, wow, you know, it, I, I don't know. It's history. You're holding history. You're in whether, the world. Whether or yeah. whatever is, is good or bad history or whatever. I mean, it's still history. You're in the World War II. You have memorabilia. You're going to have Nazi memorabilia. Of That's just the way that doesn't mean you're a Nazi. Do you oh, ever see? Stupid. Just stupid. Do you ever see Father Ted? Father Ted? Ted. Oh, Father Ted, no. You have got to watch I that series. I am serious. I, I got Leslie to watch it, and she laughed out loud through the whole freaking thing. It's funny. They have an episode with. Nazi memorabilia there. So you you got to, there are some great episodes. It really is. I told you about the story in Hyannis, right? No. I was on the Hyannis in an antique store. Yeah. And in one of the cases, they had this china. Oh, yes, you did. That was yeah, white, yeah. this beautiful white china with gold leaf. And it was gold rimmed. And in the middle of the, each of the plates was a sweat sticker. What did they want for it? Oh, I forget. It was big bucks. I would imagine it was a good, by the way, it was quality China. It wasn't, I'm sure it was, you know, but just think about, I mean, you don't have to endorse the Nazis. I'm yeah. just thinking about where was this? Who it's, ate off these plates? Exactly. It's yeah. like, it's like getting China from uh, the Titanic, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I mean, obviously this was high end Nazi <laughs> celebrations, but I mean, just the history of it, you know, think about where this place has been. Like think who ate off these plates. Think of the circumstances around it. All right. Curse number nine. Now, tell me if you know these, all right? Okay. The Curse of Billy Penn. I'm not sure. I don't think so. Ooh. Okay. Philadelphia had long had a policy of not allowing buildings higher than the uh, statue of the founder, William Penn, in the city. Really? Which stands on top of uh, City Hall, by the way. Oh, okay. <laughs> all right. So he so wasn't it, on ground level. He wasn't level. on ground level. Yeah. That's what I was reading. It's like, huh? Yeah. <laughs> it's like... That's a tall statue, you know, but okay. it, 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 it crosses the roads. 
bunch of ranches in Philadelphia. <laughs> so anyways, uh, they had this uh, uh, ordinance that you couldn't uh, have a building taller than William Penn, which sat on top of uh, City Hall. Yep. Uh, this ended in 1987 with the completion of One Liberty Place, which is nearly 400 feet taller than City Hall. Penn apparently responded to the, demo, uh, the demotion by causing Philly sports teams agony. Oh, God. Really? Penn apparently responded. Yeah, uh, over the next 20 years, the Flyers lost the Stanley Cups twice, uh, 87 and 97. The Phillies, the World Series, 93. The 76 is the NBA Finals in 2001. The Eagles, the Super Bowl in 2004. In 2007. To the, the Patriots, by the way. Yes, I know. Yeah. Wait a minute, 2004? Jacksonville. Oh, okay. Oh, what a hellhole. You know, talk about a city that's a hellhole. Yeah. Jacksonville's a hellhole. In 2007, when the uh, Comcast Center uh, became Philadelphia's tallest building, workers tried to break the curse by attaching a figurine of William Penn to the final beam, it worked. The Phillies won the World Series next year. See, that's all you okay, got to do. Right. You got to break the curse, Lou. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So, what do you think? Uh, I, I like it. <laughs> I, I didn't like it till the end that they actually I, that they actually put it up on the, the tallest beam. Statistics, see. <laughs> you know what's the um what's the little custom with uh, iron workers where they put a Chris they put a pine tree up there and there's something with the tallest beam yeah. on buildings that they do. It's like when you want to sell a house, you take St. Joseph and you bury him face down in the, on the land. <laughs> really? Yeah. I didn't know that one. Yeah. Oh no, so I hadn't heard of that curse. So that's See? interesting. Good. Yep. How about the curse of the colonel? No. Kentucky fried chicken? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that could be a curse at times. When the uh, Han Shin Tigers won the 1985 uh, Japanese Championship Series. Celebrating fans in Osaka grabbed the statue of Colonel Sanders. I'll be damned. <laughs> I must be psychic and I don't even know it. <laughs> From a Kentucky Fried Chicken and threw it off the bridge into the canal. <laughs> we thought we were bad. Yeah. <laughs> Over the next 17 years, the Tigers finished last in their league 10 times, inspiring a rumor that the team will never win another championship until the Colonel statue is recovered. The Tigers won the uh, championship league in 2003 and 2005, only to lose the Japan series both times. So they, they still didn't win. Uh, before too much blame was given to the Colonel, it should be noted that the Tigers had previously gone 21 years in the league without a championship from 64 to 85. Oh, God. Uh, without knowing any curse affecting them. The statue was discovered on March 10, 2009 uh, by a construction crew uh, building a new boardwalk. They didn't see what, what? they do it. Yeah, how did they? It was in the river. I know. Well, well you know, they, they must fill stuff in, you know. Oh, oh board, wait a minute. A boardwalk would be like it's, uh, Atlantic Place and all that, you know, goes out in the water. Oh, a boardwalk that boardwalk. goes crosses yeah. a piece yeah. of wall. Okay, yeah, that, that's what I'm yeah. thinking. Yeah. I'm just guessing. Build, building a foundation I'm, or something. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm reading into this pretty much like you did everything in your love affection. Yeah. <laughs> I'm teasing. So what happened after they found? It doesn't say. No. What the hell is that? Yeah. So I'm not Chris looking up the Japanese League standings. No, you might. Japanese League's history. No. Colonel, what's the shot in the dark? Colonel Sanders. <laughs> What was going on in their mind? I have no clue. Why well, don't I like Colonel Sanders? <laughs> Damn, Kentucky Fried Chicken. 
Okay, number seven, mm-hmm. the curse of Coogan's Bluff. Um, that sounds familiar. That must be the Dodgers. Um, oh, the Giants. No, the Giants and uh, Bingo. Yeah, yeah. Giants and uh, oh, what the hell's the name? I'm blanking on the ballpark now. Polo Grounds. Yes. Yeah, Coogan's Bluff. Yep. When the Giants left Polo Grounds at Coogan's Bluff uh, in New York City, what? In New York City for yep. San Francisco in, oh, no, oh, so they were in. They New- played at the Polo Grounds in New York City, okay. the Giants. And then they moved to. Uh, oh, see, I did not know that. They moved to San Francisco. Okay, so they moved to San Francisco in 1957. I believe after the Dodgers moved to L.A. Yeah. Betrayed uh, fans reportedly hexed the team. <laughs> So if they uh, would never win the World Series away from New York, the Giants have uh, – yeah. I should put this in front of the microphone. I might help instead of looking around it. Yeah. <laughs> the Giants have uh, not won the series since 1954, despite earning the National League pennant in 62, 89, and 2002. Oh, For, when, when was this written? Because they've won like eight of them. <laughs> furthermore, no, two of those – well, you got to wait to the end of this. Remember yep. last time it, we, we learned about the, it being broken, remember? Yep. Furthermore, on two of those series, the, the, they played uh, games in San Francisco – were delayed by nature's wrath. In, oh, yeah, 62, they were held up three days of extreme rain. Uh, and game three in the 89 series was postponed because of a massive earthquake. Because I remember of that. the earthquake, yeah. Yeah, Candlestick Park. So it doesn't say anything after that. So evidently they broke the curse. They broke the curse, yeah. I guess. They won, th- did they they won it, three they were, in alternate years. They won yeah, they were pretty good. every other year for yeah. like well, five they years. cheated. What do you want? I got, you know, people always like whatever. It's like the, the Patriots, the Patriots, the cheaters. They wouldn't they cheated. Yeah. How did the how could, how did we avoid a Patriots curse? Was, was there a Patriots curse? I don't remember one. How was it not? I mean, why would they be? I mean, they're just good. <laughs> no, I mean, in the past, they weren't good. I mean, oh, back in the day with Jim, in, Jim yeah. Nance and and uh, who was it? Who was it? Pet, no, uh, Jim Nance and. Gino Capaletti. Capaletti and the guy. All the way through. Another Italian, too. Uh, oh, what the heck was his name? Jim Nance, Capaletti. There's another Italian player. Oh, God, that's years ago. I mean, God, there was a fan who electrocuted himself on Route 1 after they stole the goalposts. <laughs> I think that was God's wrath. <laughs> you know, the curse was, the Patriots curse was the Sullivan family. That's what that, yeah, that was a problem. <laughs> Um, the son was the Bill. Was it Billy? Billy was the father. There was a son. What the hell was his name? He lost money on touring Michael Jackson on the Thriller tour. He was the promoter for the Thriller tour and lost money. How can you lose money? I have that? no idea. Michael Jackson. I have no idea. On the Thriller. I mean, that's probably his best album. Yeah, yeah it was the height of. It's like his super best album. It was the height of, height of Michael Jackson. It's yeah. like it's a, a license to print How money. How can you lose? Well, whatever. Yeah. Okay. The Sullivans were not great business people. All right. Here's one for hockey. The curse of Marty McSorley. Oh, I've heard of it, but I don't know the details. Uh, During game two of the 1992 Stanley Cup, the Los Angeles Kings held a 2-1 lead over the Montreal Canadiens. Yeah. As the the game was uh, winding down, Canadiens coach Jacques Demure became suspicious of the curvature of the stick of King's defenseman, Marty McStorley. Remember they used to measure that? Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. 
And asked of a defenseman, by the way? Yeah, defenseman. Come on. Yeah. Uh, referees determined it was too much curve. It's one thing if it's sort of Bobby like, Hull or something, yeah. but Marty McSoley? Yep. The ref so they measured it and they determined it was too much curve, pretty much like my wife. <laughs> and sent McSorley to the penalty box for two minutes for uh, using illegal equipment. The, yeah. the Montreal's capitalized on the one-man advantage, and uh, Canadian Eric Desjardins uh, scored the Scored to tie the game during overtime. Uh, uh scored again to win the game for the Canadians wow. and tie the series uh, at one game each. Montreal won the next three games uh, and the Stanley Cup. Since then, no other Canadian team has won a championship. That's a false. Uh, four teams got to the Stanley Cups only to lose to its American rivals. The Vancouver Canucks were defeated by the New York Rangers. The Calgary Flames were defeated by the Tampa Bay Lightning. And the Edmonton Oilers fell to the Hurricanes. Remember them? Carolina, Carolina Hurricanes. Yeah. And the Ottawa Senators lost to the Anaheim Mighty Ducks. <laughs> God. Granted, none of, the, uh, none of this was explained why all Canadians would be uh, punished from Montreal. <laughs> <laughs> Or why the team that didn't cheat uh, is the victim of the curse that no one, no one else, uh, what? No one else said curses were fair. See, that's Canadian taxation. That has nothing to do yeah. with the curse. One Canadian team did manage to find a loophole in the curse. Oh, did they? Yes, the uh, Quebec Nordiques uh, moved to Denver in 1995, mm -hmm. uh, and becoming the Colorado Avalanche, and won the Stanley Cup in. 96 and 2001. Yep. Yeah. So next one, you, by the way, you do know. I do. In fact, I'll let you tell me what it is. Okay. The Madden curse. Oh, yeah. Of the, the Madden game, the cover, the, the curse of the cover. If you put on the cover, you, your career goes awry. Yep. In 1997, the covers of Madden NFL football game, video games featured, uh, top players, many of whom suffered injuries or setbacks. For example, Michael Vicks appeared on the cover in 2004 and <laughs> suffered a leg injury. Oh, <laughs> He was bit by a dog, evidently. He was bit by a dog, yeah. Uh, I was say, things get worse for Michael. <laughs> oh, yeah. Donovan McNabb, uh, chosen for McNabb, was also declared, I don't believe in the curse. He suffered a hernia in the first game of the 2005 series. And despite uh, pain of more than eight games, he required to opt out for surgery. Okay, so is the Sports Illustrated cover on that list? So I don't know. I haven't got to it. Okay. Yes, it is. Because that, it's, it's yeah. number one, by the way. Oh, that's okay. number one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So weren't those guys both Philadelphia, by the way? Yeah. Maybe they were the. Uh, oh, maybe it was the pen curse. And maybe not it was the, the pen curse. And mm -hmm. not, yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, bah, 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 bah. in 2006, Sean Alexander, the previous season's MVP. Who the hell is Sean Alexander? Sean Al I MVP was featured on Madden in 2000, sustained a foot injury, and missed six starts. EA a running back, there. wasn't he? Delaney and Thompson would be on the cover. Superstitious creative fans for a website. Save L. McFadden from the curse. <laughs> And uh, ur urged them to uh, to Al reconsider. Al McPherson? No, <laughs> okay. that, that would be um, be better. 
Ladinium Thomas, Thomas, oh, Thomas, LT, yeah, yeah, LT. Eventually declined the offer. So there you go. You and, turned it down. Yep, you turned it down. Was but had saved, uh, saved it over the payment for non-concerned about the curse. <laughs> I don't know what that means. So I don't know. Wasn't Brady had to be on the cover at some point, right? I would think so. Who the hell is Ladanium? I mean, um, that guy there. What do they say? Sean Alexander? Yeah. I want to say Seahawks running back, but I'm not sure. I, I really don't know him. And I, I follow football pretty pretty good, especially in that time period. Sean, S-H-A-U-N, Alexander, like Alexander the Great. Yeah, Seahawks running back. Good man. Yep. Honestly, I don't 2005 MVP, three Pro Bowl appearances, an All Pro. Don't even remember him. Mm -hmm. huh. 36th all time with 9,453 yards. Yeah. Yeah. What can you say? Mm -hmm. That was unbelievable. Remember, remember when uh, the Cowboys traded uh, TD? Do I say? Oh, yeah, I don't remember specifically. Yeah, he was the number one running back in the entire league, and they traded him away. That's, that's pretty amazing. Anyway, all right, so. What was the big trade? They made the big trade where they got, uh, what was the running back that they traded a bunch of draft picks for? Traded for? Or, or traded Dorset. away? Dorset. Dorset? Yeah. No, there's another big trade, wasn't there? No, Dorset. Okay. Pretty sure. I could be wrong, and you're going to check it anyways. Yep. <laughs> all right, uh, Curse of Bobby Lane. Okay, you, you look up uh, that, and I'll, I'll read. Quarterback Bobby Lane of the Detroit Lions. Uh, let's see. Bobby led the Detroit Lions to three NFL championships. In oh, it was Herschel Walker. That was the one I was thinking oh, Okay, of. that's the one I was thinking of. Yep. yep. That's, I mean, that's the one you were thinking of, not I was thinking. I was thinking Dorsett. Was Dorsett traded? I'm probably get the name screwed up. Yeah, me. probably. I don't think Dorsett was traded. Yeah, I probably get the name screwed up. Which is <laughs> expected. <laughs> in 1952, 53, and 57. So, Bobby Lane, this is before me because I don't remember. Yeah. Him. Uh, despite this, I the, know he existed, but I don't know much yeah. about him. Despite this, the Lions uh, thinking he was past his prime. Hmm, that sounds familiar. <laughs> traded him to Pittsburgh Steelers in 1958. When Lane left, he reportedly declared that Detroit wouldn't want to. Uh, for 50 years. Over the next 50 years, the Lions have, <laughs> have had the worst winning percentage yep. of the football team, only to have one single postseason victory in 91. On the 50th anniversary of the trade, the curse went out with a bang when the Detroit became the first NFL team to go 0-16. Yep. That's not a curse either. They just suck. Wow. <laughs> they won three championships prior to that. Yeah, back when there were like four teams in the league. So are we going to have the curse of Brady? It's entirely possible. Hmm. I don't know. I like our team this year. I do. Super Bowl liker. I, you know, I'd love oh, to see Playoff like. My, my, my um, dream, greatest fantasy dream last year uh, would have been the Patriots to go to Tampa Bay and beat Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. I would love that. That would have been my dream. Yep. I would have given up sex for that. 
Okay. <laughs> but it is going. I would love that. I, they just beat him in week four. I'll be very happy. Yeah, me too. But uh, they I, wouldn't even have to break his leg or anything. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, here's one. Yes, I'm getting more and more bitter as this goes on. <laughs> <laughs> I admit it. <laughs> Socceroos, witch doctor curse. Socceroo, what? Who? Witch doctor curse. S O C C E R O O S. How do you say that? Socceroos? Okay. Socceroos, yeah, witch doctor curse. I have no tolerance for soccer, so go through this quickly. Yeah, I mean, wow. <laughs> I remember when I was a little kid, like grammar school, probably second grade. Yeah. There was this girl in front of me. It was had pigtails, really cute girl. I had I had the hots for her. I'm, I'm looking forward to anxiously how this connects. So so <laughs> I uh one day in class I, I tapped her on the shoulder. She turned around and I started singing My Friend the Witch Doctor. Oh God. Why? I have no clue. <laughs> I was crazy back then as I am now. Why that song of all the songs you could have started singing? The witch doctor, he told me what to do. Mm -hmm. My friend, the witch doctor, he told me what to say. Say, ooh, ee, ooh, ooh. How did that work bing, out for bing, you? Bing, 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 bing. She embarrassed and turned around. Yeah. <laughs> I enjoyed it. <laughs> this is the same kid that got taken out in the hall and slapped with a ruler for singing, uh, you ain't nothing but a hound dog in class. <laughs> Second grade. Damn. Catholic school, I imagine. No, public. Public? Oh, yeah. Oh. Public school, you could do things to kids back then. Oh. Oh, yeah. There was corporal punishment. Okay. I got locked in a closet one time because I was a bad boy in first grade. They locked you. They took a first grader and they locked him in the closet. Yeah, so I couldn't see the film. We had a today was it was a special. <laughs> we had a we had a movie. We had a movie. It was like some movie so, Disney thing. So they locked me in the closet so I couldn't watch it. So you were in the closet the whole period. Yeah, but I well no, just the movie. Well, how long the movie had to be? About an hour and a half, probably. Or you were locked in the closet in first grade for an hour and a half. Yeah. Like that, child was, abuse. No, it isn't. You told your mom you got worse at home. You're better off just taking your medicine. I watched the whole thing through the keyhole because they had the old skeleton key keyholes. Yeah. I watched the whole freaking movie through there. That's just bad. It just makes you feel bad. It doesn't make it me feel bad. explains a lot, by the way. but <laughs> It doesn't make me feel bad. It's a horrible thing to do to a kid. Why? To lock him in a closet for an hour and a half? In it's front not of like you torture him. Yeah. What did you do, by the way? What the hell knows? I was like first grade. <laughs> I was something, I'm sure. <laughs> like I said, I was as uh, wild as I am now as I was then. I I don't, it doesn't bother me. I, I want to go talk to that teacher's family right now and tell them what she did. She did. He did. Miss Ocus. You can Miss Ocus. I would love to go to Abraham her, Lincoln School. I'd love to go to the kids and grand, her kids and grandkids now and tell her what she did. Tell them what she did. I have no problem with that. And it happened to me. Okay. I, I really don't. I mean, no, it's, it's not horrible. like she really tortured me. She didn't smack me. I don't care if it is 1945. That's horrible. <laughs> 1909, you mean. <laughs> <laughs> I, it didn't bother me. Okay. I really, I am not offended by it. It really isn't. Because, I mean, to be honest with you. You don't have to be. I learned am. discipline back then. That's the only way you learned discipline. You had kids that were incorrigible. You took care of them. And they learned. Trust me. Yeah. They did. Anyway. So you want to hear about the Socceroos witch doctor curse? That, that can be that can be accomplished without locking a six-year-old in the closet. Probably five. Yeah. Exactly. Probably be not six. You're right. I think you're right. I can never tell age. 
fine. It didn't bother me. I, all right. I, I am not, I have no animosity to Mrs. Okus at all. I'm glad. I got what I deserved. Like I said, it explains a lot. <laughs> got what you deserved. What could you possibly do to deserve being locked in a closet? I was probably now? a little shit. That's what I was probably. <laughs> you know, you you're not a malicious person. You weren't malicious to I mean it's one thing if I'm disruptive. Yeah. That's the problem. Fair enough. Um, I, I kind of like attention, I think. Fair enough. <laughs> but you're not malicious. It's like in high school, I get detention for wearing a Mercuricone colored shirt. Why? Because I was disruptive. It, it was it was a shirt. Honest to God, it was the because the, they didn't like the fashion. It was a, it was shirt. It was you know Mercuricone, the the thing, yeah. the tincture of iodine. Yeah. It was that. It was like a shiny material. It like almost for fluorescent. I wore a class. Yeah, I got detention. <laughs> Lord, I got detention for wearing a Batman tie to class. Oh, see, that's not what. Okay. Oh, that was the worst one. I know. Uh, no, that was that was bad. And when a teacher came in uh, one time to my other class, he walked in. It was my uh, Mr. Mitchell, my English teacher. He came in. And uh, of course, this is when Batman was on the, you know, member of uh, the, uh, what the hell was his name? Adam West. Yeah, Adam West. You know, he did porn. No, he did not know that. <laughs> no. Yeah, he did. Uh, anyways. Um, there you go. That just made my day right there. I know. That one little factoid <laughs> just has changed my this, whole worldview. This, this is a, it comp compiles a pile of crap in there. I have no idea where it comes from. Really. And this is why I have a cleaner. Because, you know, I'm. <laughs> Googling Adam up. West porn at some point during so the did, day today. So did uh, the girl from uh, JAG, Bell. Christina Bell? Is it Christina? Christine Bell? Yeah, she, she did well as well. Okay, see, I just found, it's funny you bring her up, because I just found out yesterday or the day before, and not I didn't read the article, you know, you just get this news feed, yeah. that she's a lesbian, which I didn't know. Really? Yeah. Damn good-looking lesbian. Well, and I'm just think, saying, I, I don't, 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 don't think the two are mutually exclusive. But, I, I'm yeah. not. I'm not saying it isn't. I just said she's. I mean, it was like, it's funny. It just came up like yesterday, and then you come up with you know, it's like doing a, you know, a good-looking gay guy. I mean, still can be good-looking. I mean, a, a heterosexual guy can say he's good-looking. Yep. It's not offensive. It's it, well, like nowadays everything's offensive. But yeah. <laughs> so, do you want to hear about the soccer? <laughs> Yes, but again, it's soccer, so move quickly. <laughs> yes, I, I move. I don't have much patience I, for soccer. We go down these rabbit holes all the time. Don't we? God bless us. According to um, autobiography of soccer player Johnny Warren, is he going to make Johnny Walker red? I don't know. Johnny Warren red. Johnny Warren red. Uh, the 1970 World uh, Cup qualifiers, the Australia's Socceroos. Oh, after... Buckaroos? No, after kangaroos. <laughs> Nobody cares. Yeah. Hired a witch witch <laughs> I had a witch doctor to curse their opponents. I may do this for Brady. <laughs> see, see now, as much as I hate soccer, uh -huh. that's that sounds like a hockey thing. You and I got it you does. and I are hockey players. It does. A hockey team would hire a witch doctor. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. So funny hockey, you mentioned I've got my uh where is it? Uh which way I can never figure this. Oh, there it is. See? Oh. Yeah. American Amateur Hockey Association? American uh, something or other. Yeah, sure. What was that pre-USA hockey? No, that was... Uh, it was uh, I played in that league. Oh, okay. 
Team Captain, 1996 to 97. It's my Team Captain shirt. I've got Chowder Cup shirts. i got all kinds of stuff. Nice. Yeah. But you could see a hockey team hiring a witch doctor. Yeah. I, I have no problem with that whatsoever. Okay. So uh, the witch doctor to curse their opponents. Sure. Australia proceeded to beat the Rhodesians three to one. However, when a player were when players were unable to come up with a thousand pound fee for the witch doctor, he reversed the curse on the suckeroos. <laughs> oh, not too. It backfired on him. Not nice to fool Mother Nature. <laughs> oh, this is better than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> Uh, they get what they deserve. A thousand bucks. Holy moly. Anyways, uh, where was I? Uh, and uh, they lost the next two. Uh, uh, they lost the next match to Israel, partly because three of the players felt ill during that match. Uh, see, always pay your witch doctor. Oh, yeah. See? Always pay your witch doctor. Yeah. Uh-oh. <laughs> witch doctor is like the ultimate protection scheme, isn't it? It is. Yep. Listen to this. In 2004, uh, Australian Canadian and filmmaker Johnny Safran read Warren's book and uh, traveled to Africa to reverse the curse. Oh, God. <laughs> he found that the original witch doctor was dead, but hired a seasoned, a second one, a seasoned one, to perform a uh, rite in which the he killed a chicken and splattered the blood over Safran. The Socceroos not only qualified for the 2006 finals, but they advanced to the second round and uh, best results they had ever had. Wow. How many chickens must die? Wow. Well, you remember around here all the curse breaking that was attempted around the Red Sox. Yeah. Wasn't there one year they had a guy held up on a boom to the green monster and was doing some sort of exorcism. I don't know. It was, yeah, it was probably, yeah. Do you, I just thought of a great idea. Yes. Kentucky fried chicken. They should rent out their chickens. They're going to kill them anyway. and make dinner out of them. So they should kill them out for a curse and then they can, you know, process them for dinner or McDonald's <laughs> or Burger King. Do you want to eat a chicken that's been used in a curse ceremony? I don't know. Still tastes like chicken. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. I want to disclaim myself from that entire concept right there. All right. So uh, what are we doing time-wise? I'm a philosopher. We got time. We got about 10 minutes. Okay. Uh, Maybe a little more if you want. The Curse of the Billy Goat. Oh, yeah. That's Chicago. That's yeah. Chicago. Yeah. That's a good story. William Sianis. S-I-A-N-I-S. Yeah, it could be. <laughs> Owner of the Billy Goat Bar brought his pet goat to Wrigley Field to watch the game in uh, Game 4 in the 1945 World Series. During the seventh inning, uh, Chicago Cubs owner Philip Wrigley, Wrigley mm -hmm. uh, personally had Sinus and his goat ejected because of complaints from other spectators about the smell. I don't know if it was about Sinus or the goat. I'm not sure. I believe that he had um, he'd brought this goat quite a bit. It was kind of a tradition. Yeah. But they don't say whether it was the goat that stunk or sinus stunk. Uh, hard to tell back then. Yeah. Uh, a furious sinus reported declare, them clubs ain't going to win no more. And that's good English. <laughs> it worked. The Cubs uh, proceeded to drop the next three games and lose the series to the Detroit 
Tigers, who evidently have broken their curse by then, uh, prompting Sinus to send Wiggly a telegram, who smells now? <laughs> <laughs> I like this guy. I like <laughs> the Cubs have not made the World Series since. Well, that's not What true. year was that? Uh, I don't know. Uh, several attempts have been made uh, to break the curse, ranging from uh, Sinus's nephew, Billy, bringing a goat onto the field to uh, fans hanging a butchered goat in the statue of Harry Carey in Chicago. Oh, God. According to Sam Sinus, uh, William's nephew-in-law, the curse can only be lifted by the club's organization showing generally fondness of goats. And allowing them into Wrigley Field uh, because they truly want to be, uh, because they truly want to and want to and not simply be publicly. Oh, they want to bring. Make yeah. sure you love goats and bring them in. Right. Okay, I was stumbling over a lot. Uh, they won. They didn't win again until what? 2016. I yeah. Think. When when does this book come out? I love this book, by the way. There's so many cool things. You're gonna we're gonna hear a lot from this book. I'm telling you. I like it just because of what they did with the pages. Oh, shut up. <laughs> Who the hell blacks out the page numbers? I'm telling you, they had to make some page number changes. So they blacked out the existing numbers and put that on. Cheap bastards. Yeah, exactly. I can't find the data on this stupid thing, which it should be right at the cover, right? Right? Sure. Uh, good. My eyes are starting to fail. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, 2010. 2010, yeah. So right. Cubs didn't win till 2016. 2010. All right. So the final one, and we all know this, the Sports Illustrated cover jinx. Yes. Yep. According to legend, the athletes appearing on the cover of Sports Illustrated go on on a uh, go on to experience bad luck. Uh, SI's first cover subject, uh, baseball player Eddie Matthews. Uh, was also the first victim of the jinx, suffering a hand injury uh, one week later. It forced him to miss seven games. Over the next year, over the next over the next years, the jinx uh, produced the 1987 preview with the Indians. What? Oh, produced losses for the 1987 preview featured the Indians with the decoration. Believe it. Hmm. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Cleveland's is the best, uh, was the best team in the American. Oh, is the best team. Oh, that was their chorus. They said uh, yep. they were the best team. Only to go on to lose 101 games okay. and finish dead last. Wow. <laughs> Injuries to golfer Jim Victoria in the 1964 issue. I uh, spent the next season battling uh, Cobble Tunnel Syndrome. Even the death of Pat O'Connor, pictured in the 58 Indianapolis issue. He's killed in a 15-car pileup in the last leg. Others include Michael Jones, who appeared on the cover, a record 49 teams, and made it through life uh, with limbs intact. Oh, he did. Wait, who? Michael Jordan. On, oh, the, other, Michael on the other hand, Michael... 49 times in the Sports Illustrated on the other, wow. Well, this is going to this. On the other hand, Michael Jordan, who has appeared on the cover 49 times. Well, it makes sense, though, really. I no, mean, sure, he, but he's a phenomenal player. Still but, pretty stunning. Yeah, it is. How many years did he play? He must have played quite a few, right? Offhand, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, but yeah. Okay. So, you know, I mean, it comes out uh, once a week, so 50 times a year. So, hmm. 50, if he played 15 years, I'm not sure he did. If he played, that's more than three covers a year. Yeah. Well, he's, he was quite the character. Yeah. yeah. Right. In 2002, uh, let's see, 
Sports Illustrated did their own analysis of the phenomena. So they did their own statistics sure. for a 2002 issue and concluded that 37% of the, the cover subjects suffered uh, demonstrable misfortune or decline in performance far and near appearance. 70%? Uh, 37%, oh, 37%, 37%. So only a third. Yeah. So there you go. All right. Where much time we got left? I got time. I mean, four or five minutes, but we can go longer if you want. Uh, we can do save this for another time if you want. Whatever. I mean, these, ugh, next one's pretty cool. All right. We'll go into them quickly. Okay. Um, 10 bizarre sports. Okay. Fine. All yeah. right. Number 10. Canine freestyle. Canine freestyle what? <laughs> canine freestyle is an incredibly bizarre sport in which dogs perform freestyle dancing, a oh. mix of obedient tricks and dancing with their owners to uh, the time of music. Okay. There are two types of canine free freestyle. First, the dog and the owner dance together. The second, the dog must kick, uh, keep at the heel of the owner while the owner dances. I wonder why that didn't make it. It might have been Catherine Bell's porno. Canine freestyle. <laughs> swamp soccer. What kind of soccer? Swamp. Swamp soccer. Swamp soccer. Hold on. That almost makes it interesting. As his name, <laughs> as the name suggested, swamp soccer is a form of soccer played in bogs or swamps. Yeah. It originated north of England as an endurance event for soldiers. Okay. It since then has been uh, open to everyone. There are currently 260 swamp soccer teams around the world. Get out. <laughs> Why? So my guess was bar, but it turns out it's military, I guess. Yeah. Oh, this is stupid. I mean, we all know this anyways. Mm -hmm. Truck and tractor pulling. Truck and tractor pulling. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Uh, it's a competition where trucks and tractor are used to pull very heavy sleds along a track. Pulling vehicles produce enormous amount of pollution and noise. And oh, God I, forbid. Yeah. And added to uh, the sport's popularity, it's especially popular in rural areas. This is a surprise where there is abundance of trucks and tractors. Right, exactly. Okay. Number seven. You ever seen a tractor pull? No, no, do I want to. Or monster trucks. Top still fear? Never? Never no, seen a tractor no, pull? No, interested. <laughs> Absolutely not. How about bun climbing? Bun climbing. Bun climbing. B U N. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. Bun climbing is a Hong Kong sport in which people scurry up a tall tower covered with sweet steaming buns. <laughs> the winner of the so-called bun scribble is a person who is able to gather the most buns on the way up the wall. Oh, my God. Bun climbing. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Wouldn't you want to watch bun climbing? Surprised it's not in my DraftKings app, but yeah. <laughs> There's another one for Bill. Mm -hmm. No, no for it. <laughs> for the other one. Oh, she was a tall woman. No, the Batman. Okay. <laughs> Mountain unicycle. <laughs> uh, what could possibly go wrong? When I think of <laughs> when I think of unicycles, I think of clowns in the circus, not rugged men, rugged men like Mr. Bronte, Brownie. Uh, taking some of the most dangerous terrains on earth. Unicycles are one of the hottest things to ride uh, right next to pogo sticks. In the sports, people uh, ride them up rocky terrains. This is cannot end well. Uh, this is just a sport of pure insanity. 
but has gotten national coverage on major news channels like Fox. Fox. <laughs> it is not grateful. Um, it is not a great, graceful sport, but uh, at any stretch of the imagination, imagination, yes, no. Okay. <laughs> How about chess boxing? Chess boxing. Not C-H-E-S-T. C-H-E-S-S. Yeah. Okay. You take the pawn, you get the punch together? I don't know. Uh, these two words you never thought would see together. That's true. Chess boxing is a sport for nerds. It involves a two-minute boxing round and a four-minute chess championship. <laughs> there is even a governing body, the World Chess Boxing Association, whose motto is fighting is done in the ring, but the war is waged on the board. Ah. Uh. Who would even think of that? It's one of me. Where's the second guy on that one? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> What's the second guy who signed up? Yeah. That's, that's, I want to know. Hmm. How about uh, pumpkin chunking? Oh, pumpkin chunking. Yeah. Pumpkin chunking. Yep. Pumpkin chunking is another sport that is the use of heavy machi machinery. Catapults. Uh, in the uh, competition, any large mechanical device can be used to toss a pumpkin. It's funny. They misspelled pumpkin in this. Can you believe that? P-U-N-K-I-N? Unless that's how they, they do it. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. A large mechanical device in tossing the pumpkin as far as possible. People come from all over the world with homemade catapults, slingshots, air cannons to win the glorious title of the greatest pumpkin chunker. So I guess they use it as pumpkin. Huh? Yeah, maybe. Saw that Namesbury once. They had a place names for They're doing it with catapults. Yeah, they went up in New Hampshire too. It was pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Tra get some distance. Tra Tra Shears too. Yeah. Anyways, here's one I would like to know. The next one's the one I want to engage in. Anyway, how about uh, outhouse racing? <laughs> no, thank you. Outhouse racing, as the name implies, is a sport uh, in which someone sits on a toilet uh, in a portable outhouse and gets pushed and dragged around. By friends, the inventor of the event so calls calls it the, the best case of the runs you'll ever have. <laughs> All right, I give it to him for marketing. Oh, uh, reason. Yep. And uh, <clears throat> interesting. Number two, air sex. Air sex. Okay. Who? Only the Japanese could invent this. <laughs> yeah. Air sex is a Japanese uh, sport in which. Oh, right. <laughs> like air guitar? I don't know. <laughs> In which fully clothed men pretend to have sex with invisible partners. Yep. <laughs> like air guitar. Uh, other simulated men? <laughs> other simulated sex acts. <laughs> Who the hell's going to watch this? I, I set to time to music <laughs> <laughs> and involve exaggerated sexual motions. <laughs> <laughs> you like that, don't you? <laughs> Cracks me up. <laughs> I can just see that. What was it? <laughs> oh, God. How has that not showed up at a bar somewhere I locally? The current holder of the world champion is sex title goes only by the mysterious name Cobra. <laughs> Cobra. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Can't get by that one. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, the last one is uh, we, we're that just to get time. Yeah. yeah. Mind ball. Mind ball. Mind ball. Mind ball is the most mind numbing 
boring sport ever invented. Two players sit opposite of each other with electronic instruments attached to their heads. Then they use the power of their minds to move a ball around the table. Oh, it takes considerable time to see the ball move. Next time you're invited to a mind, belt, mind ball championship, I recommend you stay home and watch Pete try instead. Watch an Essex championship. <laughs> and that's been our uh, sports edition of uh, Ghost Chronicles Morning Edition. Always a long, strange trip. <laughs> you never know where we're going on this yeah. show. We want to thank everyone for listening and uh, take care. And Lou, thanks a lot. Good night and God bless. to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us, good Lord.